Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. This is Pastor Daniel. Oh, yeah, it's just me here today. Pastor Melissa and Just Kiefer are taking the week off. This is the week after Easter, a time in the life of our church and many churches where things are busy and hectic and there is a lot going on. Uh, And so we are thankfully giving them a little bit of a respite here this week after Easter. And actually, I'm recording this the Wednesday before Easter. So know that um, I am sitting in the office of the parsonage by myself. My family is taking their time of rest after lunch in between at-home school assignments. And so everybody else is trying to take a nap. And I'm taking advantage of the silence in the house to record this. So know that I'm probably disturbing them. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm also uh, know that this is the best time to do this. So here we go. As you're aware, this Last Sunday was Easter, and it concluded the season of Lent, a season of preparation in which we celebrate where God has been alive and at work in our lives, where we seek to to grow closer to God by taking on new spiritual practices and giving new things up. And we've heard from amazing folks over the course of this Lenten season, hearing their perspective and stories of Lent. As we find ourselves today, In this week after Easter, looking back at that day of resurrection celebration and looking back on the season of Lent, we want to close this season by celebrating a story of Easter. In the coming weeks, we will be looking at different prayer practices and and other things, so you know you can look forward to that. But for today, I want to offer you a story of Easter. And as I get ready to tell you this story, I want to ask you a couple questions. What makes Easter Easter for you? What are your must-haves? What what is the spirit that is Easter? And and I don't want your Sunday school answers here because I know that Jesus is necessary for Easter. And I know we need the resurrection. And I know we need the life and power of Christ in our midst, the experience of the resurrected Christ. But what else is on your essential list for Easter? Growing up, Easter was one of those times where I wanted things to be just right. What I have wanted to be just right has changed over the years. In the beginning, I wanted to get all of the right Easter eggs. You know what I'm talking about? The ones with the the good candy in them? The ones that your grandma packed instead of your mom? When we'd gather at my grandparents' house for Easter Sunday lunch growing up, we would have an amazing lunch, and the ham was always great, but there was all the other options as well. We'd have dessert, and then after dessert, we'd go in the backyard and search and search and search for eggs. My, my family had the tradition of, of not only having candy and eggs, but some of them had quarters in them. And you knew you hit the lottery quite literally if you got one of those eggs that had a quarter in it, or maybe even two. So as a kid, I wanted Easter to be just right because I wanted my Easter eggs to be just right. As we grew older, we embraced the practice in our family where the teenagers began to hide the eggs for everybody else. And so we hid eggs for our parents and our grandparents, our aunts and our uncles. And man, it was fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun being the tall guy in the family, placing stuff where nobody could reach it and and then going and getting it myself. So made sure I still got the, the good eggs, even in teenage life. Whether it was 
eggs during childhood or really good food and amazing family early in adulthood, Easter was one of those times that even before I was a pastor, I wanted it to be just right. I got to let you into a little bit of truth here in that in the pastor world, in the pastor life, Easter is like the Super Bowl. And many of you already knew that Easter and Christmas are the two big days in the life of the church. They are days when we gather together as an extended family. We gather together with our extended family. We gather together with, with so much of our community. So many of our different worshiping services come together to celebrate to celebrate at Christmas, the birth of Christ, and at Easter, the resurrection. Easter is one of those days in, in, the, in the church business where there is a, a pressure to make sure that everything is done right. Your welcome for your guests needs to be right. Your parking lot needs to be well-coordinated. Your worship service needs to be powerful and beautiful. Everything needs to go just right? Because the truth is, part of the community that gathers with you on Easter is a community that that may only gather with you once or twice a year. And so you long to do your best to represent Christ well, to honor Christ well in your worship, and to create a spirit of radical hospitality and welcome that, that is modeled on the radical hospitality and welcome of Jesus. And so Easter is a high-pressure environment. Several years ago, I was planting a new church. Planting a new church in the community that I lived in, the neighborhood that I lived in. Our HOA had something like 5,000 houses or some crazy number. And it was my ministry for that season to try to reach out and connect to my neighbors to partner with with folks from the church that was sending us forth in, in that time to create this new community. A community aimed at young families, aimed at being growing. And man, we had some big dreams for what this community might be. In our first preview service, the first service we were going to offer to kind of give the community a glimpse of who we were and, and how God might work in and through us was supposed to be Easter. We were going to gather in Caprock Elementary School in North Fort Worth for an Easter celebration. And we did. We gathered for Easter. And the pressure that Easter on me was, I've perceived, a little greater even than normal. Because this was people's first expression, first encounter with us. Their first opportunity to worship with us as a church family. And in many ways, things needed to go right. Because as you know, in life, in whether it's with your in-laws or whether you meet your spouse for the first time, first impressions matter. And we need to make a good impression. So we worked and we worked and we worked. We worked to make sure that the music was just right. We worked to make sure that the space was just right. We worked to make sure that the sermon was engaging and captivating and spoke not just to the the truth of Easter, but also to people's day in, day out life. We did our very best. One of the things that we did to try to make sure that the feeling and the the moment of it was just right was that we had these little t-shirts printed up, kid-sized t-shirts that said, I am loved at the name of our church. It it looked like the t-shirt had printed on it a little name tag. And the name tag said, 
I Am Loved at Keller West. That was the name of our campus that we were in the midst of launching. And we took these little tiny t-shirts, t-shirts designed for the young growing population of our community, t-shirts designed for young kids, and we stuffed them into the biggest Easter eggs we could find. And at kids' time, we, we had a moment where we shared the truth of resurrection with the young kids who were gathered. We celebrated Easter, and then we gave them a gift, the gift of these giant eggs. At this season in life, we, April and I just had one child. Abby was about three and a half at this point, and, and so she was my designated helper to help pass out these gigantic eggs at kids' time. And Abby was filled with extra special joy that day because one of her best friends in the whole universe had come. They had come and she got to sit right next to her best friend at kids' time. She was over the moon. She was excited and and I was full of joy and life. I was full of joy and happiness too. Because not only was was Abby good friends with this young girl, but I was friends with their whole family and they were part of a, a big community that came out to support us that first Easter. So we began to pass out t-shirts to kids. We're trying to make sure that everybody gets one and they're generally the right size. And after we've handed out about 30 of these t-shirts, Abby and I, I go to sit back down and pray as I always do with the young kids at the end of kids' time. Y'all know how the prayer goes, maybe. We sit together, we bow our heads, and they repeat after me. Dear Jesus, who loves us, help us, we pray. To be your good children and love every day. That Sunday morning, as I backed my way back into my seat and sat down, I started to move us into that time of prayer. And as I did... My three-and-a-half-year-old daughter backed her way back into her seat, and she hadn't turned around to look because her seat should be empty, right? It's where she left it. It was her spot between me and her best friend. What neither one of us had noticed until it was too late was that while we were handing out T-shirts, one of the other little girls, who was also good friends with Abby's best friend in the whole world, had moved from her place within the gathered community of kids to right next to Abby's best friend. She had taken Abby's spot, and and before I knew it, as I was trying to move us into a prayer in this holiest of holy days, this day with, frankly, professional pressure after professional pressure, before I knew it, Abby had tried to sit down in her spot. And nearly ended up sitting in this other girl's lap. Which prompted a very quick escalation. (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh in the midst of this, but it's too good. Before I knew it, I had three and a half year old little girls in a triangle. Standing up, stomping their feet, wagging their finger, and shouting each other down. 
because this girl is my friend. No, this girl is my friend. And that was my spot. Well, you left it. So I'll stand in it. Can you picture it, church? Can you picture it, gather, grow, go family? Three and a half year old kids stomping their feet, wagging their finger over who got to sit next to their best friend on Easter Sunday morning. I often want things to go exactly according to plan on Easter. And that Easter, that Easter, in that moment, they did not. As you can tell now, I can't help but look back and laugh. I can't help but look back and be filled with joy that Abby had the kind of relationships that she wanted that desperately to sit next to another young girl. I can't help but look back now because I know the story of what happened in that community in the, in the years to come. I can't help but laugh now because it was such a powerful reminder that when I want Easter to just be perfect, when I want everything to just be right at Easter, I have completely missed the point of Easter. Because Easter is not about God saying to humanity, everything is going to be just perfect and just right all the time. Easter is about God saying to humanity, even when it's as messed up as it could possibly be, that will not have the final word. Even when it feels like everything is going to hell in a handbasket, it will not have the final word. That Easter kid's time, where my kid and the other kid are just squared off, stomping and finger wagging and right in front of God and everybody. That moment where I didn't know what to do. Do I become a dad? Do I remain a pastor? Do I just keep praying and moving? What do I do? That moment where as a dad, my heart went out to Abby, but as a pastor, I'm like, Oh, this is my only first impression for this entire community. That moment, that moment where I wanted everything to be perfect. I missed the point about Easter. And I can tell you the truth that over the years that followed, God revealed that truth to me more clearly. Because the story of Easter isn't about having everything be perfect. It's not about getting it exactly right. It's about the promise of God's presence. The promise of God's presence and transcendence. Even when everything is wrong. So church, I, I anticipate that it's highly likely that this Easter didn't turn out exactly the way you might have wanted it to. I can imagine that there were egg hunts missed out on, ham that wasn't eaten, people you weren't able to be with. There were moments where even what you had planned didn't go according to plan. My invitation, church, is that we might embrace the truth of Easter. Is that Easter is not about it all going right according to plan. Because we serve a God who can take the most horrible death that Rome could imagine and turn it into a reminder of new life. Happy Easter, church. 
My prayer is that everything went exactly the way you wanted it to. Happy Easter, church. My prayer is that everything went exactly according to your plan, that it went all the way you wanted it to. But but my hope is also that even if it didn't, even if everything went sideways, that you in your heart of hearts would know the truth. That we serve a God of resurrection. And that God was present every step of the way. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel, and I'll be back next week with Pastor Melissa and Just Kiefer as we launch into a season of spiritual practices, specifically many different ways in which we pray. We'll have some moments of teaching. We will invite you to experience. It will be a powerful movement. We'll sing. We'll be silent. We'll think about our day we will think about the needs of others. We will pray, and we will pray, and we will pray some more. Know that as you go forth into whatever your week holds this week, our love and our prayers are with you, and we pray that you would go knowing that the God of Good Friday is also the God of Easter Sunday, and that even if you find yourself in a season of life where everything isn't going according to plan, that won't have the final word. That at the end of the day, because of who Christ is and the power of his resurrection, life will win. Love will win. And hope will abound. Go in peace, church. We'll see you next week.